Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, hey, before we uh, jump into all the big news stories of the day, before we start taking your phone calls, because we're going to have your phone lines open for pretty much the next uh, two hours here on Montana Talks, want to uh, share an important news update here. Some of you uh, may have heard the sad news last night. Uh, or uh, or you likely just heard the Fox News update. For those of you Fox News radio affiliates out there like KJJR and Kalispell, for example, you just heard just the, the sad news, the shocking news on a Sheridan, Wyoming, which is, of course, just south of of uh, actually, we we've got folks who who likely could be listening to our program right now in Sheridan, Wyoming, through uh, our 9:70 a.m. signal out of Billings uh, at a KBUL. But yet, yeah, uh, sad news came uh, came out yesterday afternoon uh, with more details last night. A Sheridan police officer shot and killed Tuesday while trying to serve a trespass uh, warning. Uh, leading to uh, what, what was is still a continued standoff as of yesterday afternoon and last night. And so we've got uh, that story on our Montana Talks website. Uh, and, uh, and the police officer, a six-and-a-half-year veteran of the department, uh, uh, passed away. And um, I did see a report. KBZK Television uh, uh, tells us that the, the fallen officer, uh, this uh, fallen hero in, in Sheridan, Wyoming, had some roots in Bozeman, Montana, uh, and that he was pictured among Bozeman High School's graduating class in the school's 2009 uh, yearbook. So definitely uh, uh, say some prayers out there for, for the family, uh, for his fellow law enforcement officers down there, and also pray for safe roads uh, for uh, the escort that is uh, the procession that is traveling right now as we speak. I, I just got a message uh, from our friends at the Billings Police Department and they wanted to put a heads up out there to, to anybody. So especially if you're listening uh, in the Billings area right now, heads up. There is a procession coming from Sheridan, Wyoming, with the officer that was killed yesterday on the way to uh, – th- this procession is on the way to Billings, Montana right now. They are scheduled to be here sometime uh, within the next 30 minutes, depending on the roads. And, of course, we've got snow falling in that area right now, some slick roads out there. So pray for safe travels for that pre- procession. Because, uh, yeah, they're, they're uh, likely on the road uh, right now as we speak. They're going to exit the interstate at the Metra and travel up First Avenue North and then on to North uh, 16th Street uh, to the uh, medical examiner's uh, office there. So 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 pray for the officer's family. Pray for the uh, for his fellow law enforcement officers in Sheridan, Wyoming, and pray for safe travels for the entire procession uh, carrying his remains to Billings, Montana, right now as we speak. All right, lots to talk about uh, here this morning on Montana Talks. We'll, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, I got a lot of app messages that came in on our Montana Talks app uh, yesterday after the show, towards the tail end of the show that uh, uh, that I want to use at some point. Maybe I'll save those for the 9 o'clock hour since that's when the messages came in yesterday. Uh, but, yeah, phone lines are open for you. Anything and everything you want to talk about here on Montana Talks, the show where you get to talk. 406-294-0970. Uh, or you can message us on the app as well. Uh, but, uh, yeah, lots lots to talk about. Donald Trump Jr., uh, Steve Daines, and more.
Taking your calls live, 406-294-0970. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, let's jump right into it. Phone lines are open for you for pretty much the next uh, two hours here on this show today, 406-294-0970. Anything and everything you want to talk about, or if I say something you agree with, call in. If I say something you disagree with, call in. Uh, Phone lines are open. Uh, Also, getting your messages on our Montana Talks app as well. Uh, This was probably a couple weeks ago. I, I posted a story on our Montana Talks website Actually, first, before I, I jump right back into it, I want, I want to share one more important update. Um, I was telling you about this, this fallen hero, uh, this police officer in Sheridan, Wyoming. Uh, I, I mentioned how there is a procession carrying his remains. Uh, and and we've, got, uh, we've got the officer's name uh, and, and photo and more on our Montana Talks website right now. Um, it's sort of read more and find out more uh, about this fallen hero. Uh, but I mentioned that the procession is traveling to Billings, Montana. Uh, Billings Police Department just gave me an update that the procession is just passing Hardin, uh, Montana right now. So if you are if you are uh, on I-90 traveling uh, westbound, uh, chances are you either already saw that procession or, or, or you, uh, you may either be approaching it or, or see it approaching you. So, so heads up. Uh, uh, that's, that's what that, uh, that's what those lights and, and all those, uh, law enforcement officers, that's, that's who they're honoring right now. Uh, uh let's see. But yeah, I, I did this story here a couple weeks ago. I was talking about, uh, Montana Senator Steve Daines. And, you know, I, I did kind of an early morning interview with him because that's when he was available that day on Capitol Hill. And uh, and I forget what the big vote that was coming. I think it was before it was before. all. Yeah, of course, it was before all this Ukraine aid spending stuff uh, was uh, was being prioritized in the United States Senate over border security for our own borders here in America. But I, I, had, I thought what I thought was an interesting conversation with Senator Steve Daines, because he is now the chairman of the National Republican Senatorial Committee, the NRSC. And last Friday when Donald J. Trump announced that he was endorsing Navy SEAL and Purple Heart veteran Tim Sheehy in this U.S. Senate race, you notice there was a line in there where where Donald Trump uh, specifically praised the work and the effort of NRSC Chairman Senator Steve Daines. And I swear, like a week or two before that, I, I had this conversation with, with Senator Steve Daines, and, and I, I got a little more in the inside baseball stuff. Uh, you know, because we'll, we'll talk about the big issues uh, a lot of times, but I, I went into some of the inside baseball stuff because, because inside baseball is really, really important right now. And I said, look, hey, th- there's a lot of us who, you know, we want to see a change in leadership. Uh, and I, I fully believe that Mitch McConnell is on his way out, but I also added that, Hey, that change can't come soon enough. And Senator Steve Daines, he responded by saying, and, and, and I, and I talked about how, how Senator, Senator Steve Daines is, is quietly and diplomatically in large part behind the scenes, moving the Senate GOP into a more conservative direction. And but you know there's a lot of us who don't feel like that that that's happening fast enough. And he agreed. He's like I and I agree that change moving the Senate GOP in a, in a more conservative direction is not happening fast enough. And and he had kind of an interesting response to it. But I was talking with another friend of mine who's let's just say close 
uh, to President Trump's uh, orbit, uh, close to uh, to President Trump's circle. And he was saying that, you know, some of the some of what he is hearing is that, okay, everybody expects Mitch McConnell to be on his way out. And I know a lot of us would rather see that happen sooner rather than later. But but what he is hearing is that he is hearing that 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 President Trump uh, is signaling that he would like to see somebody like Senator Steve Daines eventually replace Mitch McConnell as majority leader. And I thought that was pretty interesting because I've even read liberal blogs like the Daily Coast have been speculating on who the next Senate majority leader would be. So if Republicans, and that's a big if, right? It's a big if. If if Republicans are able to win back the Senate majority this November, uh, you know, who would be the next Senate majority leader? And so, so I, I think there's a high likelihood that especially if he is leading the effort to win back the Senate and is successful in doing so, and President Trump, uh, I mean, this would just be the perfect storm, and President Trump is back in the White House, back getting this country back on track. He could be the first Senate majority leader from Montana since Mike Mansfield uh, back in the day. So pretty interesting stuff. But anyway, I want to turn to the, the news of the day. Uh, so uh, obviously there's a lot of big stories to talk about here this morning. We had the Schellenberger report that came out yesterday and showing the, de- the, the, the despotism that came out of the Obama CIA and continued on in the deep state underneath underneath uh, even uh, Trump's presidency and then on through to Joe Biden's uh, installment in the White House. That's a big story. But also uh, Donald Trump Jr. weighing in on this Ukraine first funding bill where I think a third of Senate Republicans caved and voted with the Democrats to pass a massive funding bill to give a bunch of money to all these other countries to secure their uh, their borders, but yet not prioritize securing our border here in America. And anyway, Trump Jr. said this. He says, only two members of Senate GOP leadership opposed the Ukraine first funding bill. Senator Steve Daines, of course, out of Wyoming, and Senator John Barrasso out of Wyoming. The rest of GOP leadership stood with Democrats to send billions more to Ukraine. And then he called out Mitch McConnell, John Thune out of South Dakota, Senator Capito out of West Virginia, Joni Ernst out of Iowa. And so so anyway, um, that was a tweet from uh, Donald Trump Jr. that came out yesterday morning. Uh, praising Montana's uh, Senator Steve Daines uh, on that very front. Mayorkas now impeached. Interested in your take on that and more. Serving the great state of Montana, from the peaks of the Beartooths to the banks of the Clark Fork River, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Yeah, I mentioned that tweet from Donald Trump Jr. praising uh, Montana Senator Steve Daines for voting against this massive foreign aid spending bill. At the same time, they caved and and didn't deliver anything for border security. Of course, uh, one of the big stories uh, this morning is that uh, Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas has now been impeached. So that's one of the big stories here to talk about this morning. Uh, but but back to this whole uh, foreign aid spending bill here for just a, a moment. Uh, I, I got to play this soundbite here. Well, a couple of soundbites that I got to play for you uh, here this morning. 
for those who didn't see it, I, I shared this earlier via Twitter, x.com slash Aaron Flint. But uh, Chip Roy, Texas Congressman Chip Roy, he had a great line. He was on uh, Fox News with Harris Faulkner yesterday. And listen to what he had to say about about these Republican senators teaming up, some of them teaming up with Democrats not to deliver aid for our southern border security, but to deliver aid for other countries and their border security. I've never seen the nursing home known as the United States Senate work harder than when it comes to spending the American people's money for foreign wars. Uh, oh, I think there, actually, let me play the longer version of that. That was the shorter version. Uh, I, I, the best part, the best part is yet to come here. Let me see. Where did I put it here? Uh, God, I know I shared the full thing via Twitter. Let me see. Chip Roy, Harris Faulkner. I thought I had the longer version where he was talking about the nursing home that is now the, uh, <laughs> the United States Senate. Well, anyway, basically, uh, basically, he was saying that that uh, that, well, maybe we should just change the name. Oh, here we go. Maybe we should change the name of Texas and just call Texas Ukraine. Maybe that would finally get these guys to send some money to support our border security. The, the bill, as I mentioned, had so many more billions of dollars, three times the amount for Ukraine than what originally was supposed to go for border security. Where are we now in terms of it reaching the House? Well, first of all, I think I might submit a bill pretty soon that will rename Texas to Ukraine. Then maybe this administration oh and even, even senators will focus on uh, securing the border it of the United States. That. I mean, look, I've never seen the nursing home known as the United States Senate work harder than when it comes to spending the American people's money for foreign wars. That's what's going on here. That's right. That's right. Chip Roy, uh, the Freedom Caucus member out of the great state of Texas. Well said there all around. Um, that kind of ties in with something else. Um, I, I uh, this this other uh, clip caught my eye earlier this morning. So um, Steve Moore. Steve Moore, uh, you, he was a 2016 Trump economic advisor. He was on the Wall Street Journal editorial board. And now he has the Committee to Unleash Prosperity. Uh, he's got, I think Art Laffer's a part of that. Really incredible outfit. But um, uh, one of the newsletters that we print up every day here on the show as part of our show prep is the Unleash Prosperity Hotline. And uh, shout out to our friends Scott Miller and Billings for for uh, for initially uh, uh, flagging that for us because he's he's buddies with Steve Moore and he's like Aaron you got to you got to sign up for his newsletter and seriously it is one of the best newsletters that you can get in your email inbox every day but Steve Moore made a great point I don't I don't know if you guys heard uh, the latest inflation numbers but yeah yeah unlike what the fake news media is trying to tell you and trying to spin you inflation continues to get worse yeah it's it's not you know it's not skyrocketing double digits like it did in the first couple of years of Joe Biden's term but it's still going up uh and it went up worse than they expected in the most recent numbers. Listen to the point that Steve Moore made. The inflation fight is not over. We have not killed this boogeyman of higher inflation. And this recent report shows that. And, you know, my fear is that we're going to see a recurrence of what we saw in the 1970s, where, you know, we'd have high inflation, then it'd come down a little bit, Sandra, and then it would go back up again and come down a little bit and go back up again. Uh, we're always asked, uh, you know, what is the most important thing the Fed can do to get inflation under control? 
And I think we're asking the wrong question here, Sandra. The real question is, what should Congress be doing to bring inflation down? Because not, let's not forget, what caused the inflation in the first place was the massive $6 trillion spending spree by Joe Biden, which is why I was infuriated to just listen to his press conference saying he wants to spend another $118 billion and not pay one penny of it. You're telling me you can't find $118 billion out of a $6 trillion budget? Yeah, exactly. Anyway, that that point that he made right in the middle of that soundbite there, I was like, man, amen, amen. People keep asking, well, what can the Fed do? What can the Federal Reserve do to control inflation? Uh, the, the Fed. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to say, well, it's it's you, the consumer, that's to blame for inflation. So the Fed needs to needs to needs to stick it to you, the consumer, with higher uh, with higher interest rates. Nonsense. Uh, look, they, they, they kept the what is driving inflation is the federal government spending. And, and in particular, what really skyrocketed inflation up? What did uh, what did Dr. Pat Barkey from the University of Montana's Bureau of Business and Economic Research point to? I'll never forget. There was a, a report on these very radio stations. For the stations that carry uh, Dr. Barkey's Economic Minute, the Economic Minute uh, every day uh, produced by the UMBBER, he had a report and he said, he said, you can look at the numbers and when the so-called ARPA, American Recovery, when the, when the ARPA bill passed and got signed into law by Biden, remember, on a party line vote, that was not a bipartisan vote. It was a party line, shove it down your throat, spend massive spending package. That's when, that's when inflation really started skyrocketing. Yeah, you can blame COVID and their stupid lockdowns and their stupid mask mandates and, and the disruptions to supply chains. But it was the massive federal spending in the party line ARPA vote that liberal Senator John Tester voted for. That's what really... Uh, sparked in inflation like crazy. That's why, uh, I don't know if you guys saw this uh, via Twitter uh, yesterday or the day before, I can't remember. The The Democrats put out some tweet, John Tester understands the concerns of working families, or he understands the problems facing working families. Oh, really? When, he, when he's spending $1.2 million at Bistro Cacao, and the Bistro B back in Washington, D.C. Oh, at fancy restaurants in Washington, D.C. John Tester understands the concerns and the, and the problems facing working families. Sure he does. Well, actually, he does. You know why John Tester understands the problems facing working families? Because John Tester created the problems facing working families. He is the problem for working families. All right, let's go into the phone lines here. 406-294-0970. Clint in Bozeman, great to hear from you. Well, I haven't talked to you for quite a while, and I thought I'd better give you a call this morning. Well, I appreciate I'm it. Sure enjoying your program. Well, thank you. Well, I enjoy your phone call. So I'm, I'm, what, what's been holding you back? We, we've been missing you. <laughs> well, here's, here's a couple. I'm so disgusted with our politicians. I don't even want to get into that. <laughs> what I do want to say is this here. Uh, two things. Uh, first of all, a candy bar used to cost a nickel. The other day I went to Walmart and uh, decided I might buy a candy bar and uh, just a regular one. And it was $2.20. So I decided I wouldn't buy that. 
And was it smaller than what the, the candy bar size used to be? Yeah, it was. Yeah. I picked it up and looked at it, and it was, uh, Aaron. Yeah. But what I thought about today is this. Our boy is married to a Russian girl, all right? She speaks Russian and English fluently. Uh, Tucker Carlson interviewed Vladimir Putin. And she uh, listened to it uh, in Russian TV, I guess, and transcribed everything. And what it said about what was happening in Ukraine was not what we're hearing in our uh, in our press. So what I'm asking you, Aaron, is there some way you can go on Tucker Carlson and get that interview and then kind of report to us? So what what stood out? Well, so I, in the past, so I've actually reached out um, uh, through, uh, let's just say, mutual contacts with Tucker Carlson to just to see, hey, can we get permission to use either, you know, full clips or at least, or even just extended audio clips? Because because uh, like because we're a Fox News radio affiliate uh, on several oh. of our stations, we can use like a lot of Fox News stuff. Right. But but for Tucker's stuff, now that he's independent, we'd have to get permission to use extended uh, uh, clips of it. But um, but uh and he's been doing some great stuff. I I still need to watch. The, I got to be honest. I started watching the Putin thing, and it just seemed like Putin was just trying to filibuster and filibuster and filibuster and delay and delay and delay. And and of course, I don't trust Putin one bit. But I still think it's great that 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 Tucker went there to try to to try to get some answers out of him. What stood out to your your uh, your daughter in law uh, there who who heard well, it in, uh, in her native language? Well, what it stood out is it uh, what's happening there isn't exactly uh, the way our press is putting it. Now, here's another thing. Our CIA, as you know, what Jesse Waters said, you talked about it earlier. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what it, what it, I don't believe the press anymore, Aaron, what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I don't believe a damn word that they're saying because they're lying about it. Yeah. Well, I think. Do you agree to that? Yeah. I mean, I, I think they are putting the war in Ukraine uh, in constantly uh, rose colored glasses, right? That's right. And, and, and and yet they keep wanting to send billions and billions and billions of dollars over there. At the same time, they don't want to just simply make a policy change that would secure our own border here. They're depleting U.S. munitions supplies over there. I, I just think it's tragic. All I mean, first, I don't trust Putin one bit. I think he's a liar. This is the guy who, as, as, as a KGB officer, was slaughtering Christians in the name of the, uh, the communist religion. Um, but... But look, if Donald J. Trump had still been president for the last three years, there wouldn't have been a war in Ukraine. Donald Trump sent lethal aid to Ukraine to prevent a war. The same lethal aid that Obama and Biden would never send. They'd send blankets, right? And then, huh, war breaks out on Biden's watch. Hold that thought back after this. Serving the great state of Montana, from the peaks of the Beartooths to the banks of the Clark Fork River, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right. Hey, we'll get back to your phone calls here in just a few minutes. Thanks to Clint and Bozeman for the call. Oh, by the way, Clint, I, I was chatting more with Clint during the break. You know, he was talking about inflation and that price of that candy bar. He was telling me he, he went to some store, tried to buy a bolt 
they wouldn't let him pay cash. Had to use a card. He's like, what the heck? But, uh, but yeah, that, that whole, you know, not only does the candy bar cost more now, thanks to Joe Biden and John Tester, but they'll give you a smaller candy bar, too, or a smaller bag of chips. Did you see Joe Biden, like, in this canned video, was, was trying to make it look like, oh, it's all those companies' fault. They're just making smaller bags of chips. No, Joe, that's your fault. Your inflation. Your inflation is is the reason why these companies are packaging a smaller bag of chips to make it look like it's still a bag of chips and more. I mean, it's just the the tone deafness coming from from Joe Biden and John Tester is just crazy. Hey, we had a couple of great guests just pop into our studios here. Last Friday, I was at the Gate Show. Well, later this week, you can be at the Mate Show. I was in Glendive for the Glendive Agri-Trade Show, but the big Mate Show, uh, what is it, 47th year now, coming up uh, later later this week in, in Billings, Montana. We got David Allen in the house. Uh, David Allen, former Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation CEO. And uh, uh, anyway, David, great to see you. Hey, thanks. Good to see you, bud. Yeah. You know, I, I was just uh, dropping your name the other day. <laughs> Because uh, we had this great uh, Southern gentleman on the show, and uh, he's he's the guy, Jimmy Slaughter. He's setting up Brickstill Defense and that ammo okay. ammo plant out yeah. in Glendive. So he joined me during the gate show last Friday, and he's got this great Southern accent. <laughs> I was like, man, you could have been Dale Earnhardt's crew chief. <laughs> you actually were Dale Earnhardt's right-hand man back well, in the I, day. I was one of them. One of them, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I did the marketing and sponsorship and whatnot. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. We're coming up on... Uh, let's see, what twenty third or fourth year of anniversary of uh, of his death at Daytona? Man, yeah, yes. golly! And the one that I was telling the, the story about our, our good friend Bo Wagner and what a great guy he is. And what was he? Eighteen years old, and he he hopped on an airplane in Billings, Montana. Shows up in what North Carolina, and they yep, yep. they put him on a limo and send him straight to Dale Earnhardt's hangar. <laughs> yeah, we good night. We put him to work right away. Yeah, yeah. His <laughs> mother was ready to kill me for hiring him at that age. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, he was he he did rodeo and more. He was raised well, so he was ready to go He's, at eighteen. Yeah, very well raised, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Well, I say a little bit about it about your background because I, I didn't realize this, but apparently this hasn't been announced publicly yet. You're the new general manager of the Nile. I am. That's yes, awesome. Yep. Well, I just uh, finished the uh, contract with the board last night. So. Wow, just yeah. last night. Here, yeah. All right. Well, we got cookies if you need a little victory <laughs> celebration in the coffee room there, you know. Well, yeah. congratulations. That's huge news. And Shelby's my wingman because she knows everything and I know nothing. I right was going to say, Shelby, I'm glad you're here. <laughs> just you know, is he just kind of the figurehead just yeah. to eat the yes. cookies and well, kiss the babies? It's obvious you know. it's on the pretty face. <laughs> That's right. Other yeah. Than that, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, Shelby, this is what, 47th year for the Mate Show. A lot of our listeners are familiar with the Mate Show because people travel. I mean, I see our friends from Malta and all across the state that go to Billings for the Mate Show. Um, so, how do you, But how do you describe the Mate Show for people who haven't been there? So Montana Agri-Trade Exposition is what the Mate Show stands for. Um, we are Montana's largest indoor farm and egg trade show. Um, we also have our sister show, which is the Home and Health Expo. That'll be at the same time um, in the Montana Pavilion. Um, but we have over 600 booths um, coming this week. And we're going to talk everything from your farm, the newest in farm and egg technology and features, but then there's something for everyone in the Home and Health Expo, too. So bring the kids yeah. down, show them the tractors, learn something about agriculture, 
but then go shopping while you're at it. So you said the home and health show is the sister show. Yes. Why has it got to be the sister show? Why can't it be the brother show? Well, it can uh, be both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, that's that's exciting. In fact, I was talking with the – I know, um, you know, like you mentioned, it's agri-trade. So you get, like, all the above that are going to be there. Like, for example, uh, I know uh, Billy Beatty and his crew from BD Equipment yes. Services. You can go see them. They've got a booth at the Mate Show. So it's a chance a lot of these businesses that you hear on our radio station stations are great sponsors of these radio stations you know like you'll hear of uh, billy Beatty and Beatty equipment services well you can go see them and you can go see the work they do uh zach robbins from uh rove exchange saw him last night they're going to have a booth at the mate show this year so the 1031 exchanges so it's a, it's a chance to see some of the people we're talking about and you can go talk to them in person all in one shot yes you can like i said 600 over 600 of those vendors will be there in person come see all of the new features talk to them in person maybe get yourself set up to get a bid for some new fence or uh like i said see the new technology coming with the tractors or get yourself a health check with billings clinic or st Vee's. and what's the official start time and day again thursday so tomorrow 10 to 6 Friday, 10 to 6, Saturday, 10 to 5. Very cool, very cool. David Allen, you know, I, I mentioned, you know, your Dale Earnhardt days. I think you, you did marketing for, like, Wrangler and all sorts of other stuff, yes, the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. Right. And so what do you love about the Mate Show? And, and then also, you know, the, the, the Nile and uh, the rodeo and everything else. Well, that's what uh, attracted me to the uh, uh, the opportunity and conversations with some of the board members uh, a little while back was – um, Nile uh, is such a, a major part of this community, but what it represents uh, is is the ag world and the ag uh, industry. And ag is the foundation of the economy here in not just Billings, but the whole eastern half of Montana. And it's going to be for a long time. So, Nile, we're going to start... Uh, finding ways to better celebrate and uh, articulate what ag really is and what it's about. It's hip now. It's cool, you know. And, yeah, that's right. And the Mate Show is obviously one of the key pieces of that. It's a significant piece of, of Nile, which I didn't realize till I got looking into this. Well, and even Western Montana, I mean, God, like, uh, you know, when I was in uh, doing our show uh, live uh, right after the fair in Kalispell and, you know, the prices they were getting right. for for 4-H animals, Absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, it was, you know, not just showing support for the kids, but it just shows how strong ag still is in the Flathead Valley and in northwest uh, northwest Montana as well. Absolutely. Yeah. You bet. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, great to see both of you. Um, is it, can people still get a booth or, or is that deadline already passed, Shelby? You know, Tracy has a waiting list. Our trade show manager has a waiting list. Um, so if they still want a booth, you better call her soon. But um, as far as tickets go, um, you can get to, uh, our grand prize tickets at any Stockman Bank location, any vendor, or you can print them out online at themateshow.com. Yeah, very and interesting. I think it's free to attend, isn't it? it? Is. But the tickets allow you the opportunity to win some of the big prizes. Oh, yeah. And you mentioned you can get tickets at Stockman Bank. Stockman Bank just announced a big uh, expansion in northwest Good. Montana by by the way, oh, Big cool. Fork, yes. R. Lee, yep. and I think some more uh, some more uh, spots in Kalispell as well. They've already got a presence in Kalispell, but yeah, I just saw that news. Wow, just shared it on our Montana Talks website last night. Well, so, Bill Coffey's yeah. at work, huh? Yeah, well, we don't know if he's actually at work, <laughs> but uh, 
don't let it, you know, don't let the family know because they'll call them because oh. they'll listen and they'll yeah. be like, Bill, are you, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, meanwhile, Wayne pulled an all nighter, though. You know, he's, uh, you know, sure, no breaks right. for Wayne. Oh, yeah. right, right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, great to see both of you. Thanks for dropping in. You bet. Oh, thanks, thanks for having us. All right. Uh, 406-294-0970 is the number for you. If you got something you want to talk about here on Montana Talks, a story I talked about yesterday. Well, actually, I, t- I talked about this on Monday. Did you guys see that big NBC News story over the weekend talking about the Mexican drug cartels and how they're taking advantage of our wide open southern border and they're targeting not just Montana, but they're targeting our reservations. They're targeting Native American women in particular. Well, I, I know I threw this question out on the radio and I never got any answers to this question. So I threw it out on Twitter where I know a lot of these journalists love to spend all their time. And I asked this question about 16 hours ago. Did any local Montana news outlets cover the big national NBC news story a few days ago about the Mexican drug cartels targeting women on our reservations? And then I said, other than just tweets about it, of course. Because you think about it, major national news outlet does the story all about Montana. Boy, if it was something that would push a left-wing narrative, they'd be all over it. They'd be publicizing that story left and right. Anyway, as far as I know, no, none of them have done it. Maybe there was a casual mention of it, but but no, nobody really did a story on that front at all. And it's just like unbelievable just the bias that we see here and how even a story as important as this, they still will bury the news because they know it makes John Tester and Joe Biden look bad. And it's 2024. And that's exactly what the Lee newspapers are doing. It's exactly what some of these TV stations are doing. And they know it. Uh, that also prompted another very good question. And actually, I had one of my tipsters, one of my followers, one of my friends on Twitter who Uh, who is very in the know on these sorts of things, raise a very good question. What is Interior Secretary Deb Holland doing to protect Native American women from the Mexican drug cartels? Right? I thought that was a very good question. And, of course, the answer is they're helping the drug cartels. They're helping them invade this country. All right, back after this. The truth and nothing but. This is the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. I mean, I think I had my laugh of the week as Corinne Jean-Pierre slamming her, saying that Joe Biden is so sharp, he does more in an hour than most do in a day. Uh, Okay, now, if she believes that lie, she is delusional and has no business being around a president of the United States. I mean, this is like circle back Jen Psaki. I, I have a hard time keeping up with him. He, he's he's he works so hard. I'm like, that is just a flat out lie by sycophants and Democratic hacks that surround this guy. Is there anybody I keep asking? Is there anybody that maybe in his life cares enough, loves him enough to say, uh, Joe, you're really not doing well. Keeping you on the straight path. Later today, it's the Sean Hannity Show. Imagine a society with a digital dollar and no cash, no tooth fairy or piggy banks, no more selling extra items for cash. A digital dollar means your life could depend on the Internet, electricity and people you don't know. Plus, it means every penny you have could all be tracked. So goodbye to privacy. That's why thousands of Americans have decided to opt out of the government's plans by talking to GoldCo. 
and putting a portion of their savings into physical gold and silver, including Sean Hannity. Sean has personally bought medals from the top-rated company, GoldCo, who has an excellent reputation. They've placed over $2 billion in gold and silver, and right now they're offering up to $10,000 in bonus silver while supplies last. So call GoldCo at 855-815-GOLD to learn how you could get started today. Tell them Hannity sent you and see if you qualify for up to $10,000 in bonus silver. Call Gold Co. at 855-815-GOLD. That's 855-815-GOLD. FY.com. Tell them Sean Hannity sent you. Brought to you from the Montana Hot Springs Spas and Saunas Live Well, Feel Better Studio. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, we got a great guest kicking off the 9 o'clock hour coming up. You're not going to want to miss that uh, coming up here in just a few minutes uh, right here on Montana Talks. Uh, in the meantime, let me see. We've just got a quick few minutes left here this hour of the show. I've got a bunch of messages that have come in on our Montana Talks app Amazing just how quickly the time goes by. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, this is a message from Ayers in Billings. Uh, you know, we, um, we've been talking a lot about the U.S. Senate race here in Montana. You know, President Trump endorsing Navy SEAL and Purple Heart veteran Tim Sheehy in the race. Congressman Matt Rosendale, will he stay in the race or will he switch back to the House uh, race before the March uh, filing deadline? Ayers says this. Matt is making a big step in possibly losing not only the Senate race, but putting his congressional seat at risk. Um, however, I'm confident Montana is still a solid red state regardless of the competition. But, but yeah, I think Ayers, that concern that you expressed there, which is, hey, you never know what could happen in a potential wide open house race. And I've thrown out the question, well, what if what if a big name Democrat decided to throw their hat into the ring after, you know, in that House race, if it's wide open, whereas, you know, with a sitting office holder, you could and, and the impeachment vote on Mayorkas yesterday only carried by one vote, one vote, one race can make a difference. Right. And so we can't take that eastern Montana seat uh, for granted either. Kevin in Belgrade, Aaron, please ask on the air for everyone to call Rosendale's offices and calmly and patriotically support Matt's decision to withdraw from the Senate seat and stay in the House. We just lost one House seat in New York yesterday. Uh, that was from Kevin in Belgrade. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, let's see. Oh, John. Uh, John. I think John's in Bozeman. Uh, good morning, Aaron. To echo your caller from Big Timber, and uh, that was Mike in Big Timber. Mike in Big Timber earlier this morning basically said uh, kind of what Kevin and Belgrade had said, which is, Matt, stay in the house. Stay in the house. They're like, why upset the apple cart, to use the words of, uh, of Paul Mushaven. Anyway, John and Bozeman says, to echo your caller from Big Timber. Oh, this is about the, uh, the Santos deal. Our Republicans vote our own members to step down like Santos. But Democrat members like Rashida Tlaib and Cori Bush can vote against anti-terrorist bills. Bob Menendez can take bribes along with several others. And our spineless jellyfish Republicans don't say a word to them about stepping down. 
And when it's all said and done, all we did was lose a Republican seat. Yeah, John, I'm, I'm with you. You know, I think before they got rid of Santos, they should have got rid of Adam Schiff, Eric Swalwell, Ilhan Omar, and the rest of the squad there. Uh, let's see. Do we have a caller on the lines? Oh, Tom in Bozeman. I know we're just about out of time, but Tom, what's on your mind? Thanks for the call. Yeah. Good morning, and I'll be brief. So we did learn one thing in both these impeachment votes on, on Mayorkas is that there's not one single Democrat in the House of Representatives that has the honesty, the integrity, or the personal fortitude to even admit that Mayorkas is a failure and that the border is wide open and... It's really pathetic that if they can't see that there's a problem down there, none of those people should even be sitting in the House of Representatives, mm -hmm. as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it's pathetic that three Republicans voted against impeachment of Mayorkas, but, but not one Democrat could do the right thing? Not one? That's it. And one other point, and I'll get off the phone. You know, they talk about, the you know, what is it, 10, 11 million people. Well, every single one of those, for the most part, anyway, that come through, you know, Mexico, they're all they're all getting shut down by the uh, drug lords and the coyotes. Mm -hmm. And from what I've heard, it's a, a minimum of $1,000 a head. Big bucks. Big so, bucks. And yeah. then your taxpayer dollars, 1500 bucks a head, goes to refugees. They're getting more than our retirees on Social Security, these so-called refugees. It's crazy.